So I was asking Marco uh, what his all-time favorite game was in the terms of not just out of nostalgia and what you thought was cool and what you loved, but something that you would play right now again and enjoy it almost as much as the first time because, you know, who can recreate the first time, but pretty darn close that you would feel like this is it just this is what I want to play right now and it'll be so much fun and it'll be great and in any kind of situation that you found that the game was great the first time so whether it's the best multiplayer or single player it doesn't matter however you wanted to play the game and that was what made it the best for you so what were your picks hun? well your pick I think was more interesting well <laughs> so my picks were First, uh, Portal. Second, Half-Life 2. Third, what was my third? Uh, Last of Us. That's that's right. Oh, my goodness. Last of Us, which I most recently played. And fourth was uh, Dead Rising, because who doesn't love sticking shower heads into the tops of zombies and seeing blood come out, which is awesome. That game also broke a lot of new ground. Right. It was just like this huge, like, it was just great going through the mall, tons of zombies, and just going, you could either play through it or with like, you know, the <laughs> scenarios, or you could just go nuts killing zombies, like thousands at a time. It was amazing. So, yeah. Who wouldn't have fun doing that again, no matter what? Oh, Adam's asking for help. He'll go to bed. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Portal's my first one because it's just a brilliant, witty, wonderful game that I think has a lot of replay value and is fun and funny to me every time I play it. You know, every time I'm hearing something different, I'm going, even though you go through the puzzles again, it's it's just great. So I think that my go-to favorite game, definitely Portal, because I will play it again at any time and it still brings me joy. So my second favorite, which was Half-Life 2, which I just found incredibly joyful to play. And just because of the storyline, very similar to why I loved The Last of Us, I would enjoy playing that again because I'm a rewatcher of movies. So I like to play games with good stories over and over again because I just wanted to, quote unquote, see that movie again. So it's the same reason why I reread books. Um, I'm just a rewatcher. I like the, the comfort of a story that I know because... I don't like the risk of wasting my time on a, something that's going to suck. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> and you don't have that much time. You uh, you need to decide what you're going to do with it. So I'd rather stick with something I know. That's why I stick with you. <laughs> wow. Different <laughs> just, kind of podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, not kidding. Anyway, uh, I love you. We need a bell. <laughs> well we were also discussing a little bit before we decided to jump onto a mic was marco and i used to play multiplayer uh half-life one together the original half-life yeah, half-life one death match not not counter-strike just the actual death match from half-life one with all those crazy maps and the rats maps and kill box and i love that. the rats maps i loved <laughs> going through all those little holes and running around the houses falling in the sink it was great. Killbox. I, I think Killbox is my favorite Half-Life 1 deathmatch map. I would just always die in Killbox. You always wanted to play it, and I thought it was funny just that it existed, but I would I would always die every time. Well, one of the best things about Killbox is that it was one of the very few maps, uh, and maybe maybe this was remedied after we stopped playing, but at least in, you know, in the first couple of years, 
it was one of the very few maps that you could have fun playing with only two people. Uh, and that that was extremely, extremely unusual. And so if you had, like, you and a friend on a LAN and there was no one else around because everything sucked back then, uh, <laughs> you could still have tons of fun. Whereas Did I pretty much my... any other map required, like, you know, at least four to, four to six people to have any fun on. Did I play on my laptop and you played on the desktop? Yep, we did that. Uh, on my Toshiba. Your old Toshiba before I converted you to Apple products. That's right. Before I converted to Apple products Yeah, myself. we were both on PCs. Yeah, I, I had to convert you to Windows 2000. And wasn't that the biggest step in our relationship that I allowed you to change my operating system? That was that was a huge step. Because <laughs> it started out running, I don't think it was Emmy, I think it was 98. It was the beginning of our real commitment together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you got to build trust slowly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so Marco, your top games because marco's tricky see this is a very telling question because marco is not a gamer um i'm a slight gamer i would say but you know marco he used to play more games than he does now yeah i was more of a gamer like in high school and college uh and before high school you know just as a kid but uh i pretty much stopped playing games around the time college college ended um just because i I you know I started working and started programming more on the side and just decided I, I you know I, I just never really got into spending my time playing games as opposed to like programming pursuits that I wanted to do instead. You did play Half Life Two though, after yeah, college. Yeah, I, I built out. a gaming PC right after I graduated from college, and it was the least used computer I've ever owned uh, because I also at the same time bought my first Mac laptop and and pretty quickly switched entirely to using Macs full time. And so I had this this nice Pentium 4 gaming PC sitting there doing almost nothing that I pretty much built just to play Half-Life 2. We both played it on there, so, you know, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I, I didn't at the time I didn't know I was building it just to play Half-Life 2, and it probably wasn't worth it in retrospect. I can still I can still picture us sitting there in the desk in the corner of the room and I'm I'm turning off all of the poundy things in Half-Life 2 and Marco's behind me cracking up laughing and I'm like, "What?" Cuz I thought you had to turn them all off cuz the first one you get to it's on. Right, so and video game law states that when you come to something with a switch, you should flip it. Exactly. So I went around almost dying at every turn and like running like hell to try and turn all these things off, never realizing they were keeping the ant lines away. Because <laughs> right, you, normally you flip a switch and then often after you flip a switch, the next stage of the level opens up and a bunch of enemies come at you. So it was a totally normal thing for you to find a switch that was on, turn it off, and all of a sudden, you're rushed by enemies. I love that you're justifying my ridiculousness, and I love you for that. I mean, it was hilarious, too. Don't get me wrong. I could hear you laughing. I didn't understand why you were laughing at that time. Like, why? Re- I'm like, I'm just playing a game. This is hard. Why are you laughing? Yeah, you begged me to tell you, and I said, when you beat the game, I'll tell you why I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, the second playthrough was so much easier. Oh, my God. That game was a joke after that. Oh, my God. And I played on hard, so there we go. I know. She always plays on hard. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Number one game, Mr. Arment. I mean, for me, number everything past number one, I have no idea. It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough ranking. But number one is clear, and that is Total Annihilation. No question. Total Annihilation. Um, it, I've always been a big fan of RTS games. I spent a lot of time playing Total Annihilation land games uh, in in uh, high school, and it, I, I was a part of the community. I, I ran a, a fan site for a little while. Uh, I made my own third-party units that were terrible. Uh, 
I was so into that game. And it kind of makes me sad that uh, that real-time strategy games have not died out, but are pretty out of fashion. I mean, I don't think we're, see- we're going to see a lot of them. I mean, already you'd only see a good RTS game maybe once every five or ten years. Uh, or rather, you'd only see a great one every five or ten years. Like, like you know, a- after TA came out, there were a bunch of other ones. Like, I-, I thought Command & Conquer Generals was a very good game. I didn't think it was great, but it was very good. It was a lot of fun. You know, it was nowhere near balanced. It was completely ridiculous. Um, once you could fill the buses with rocket people, that was that was it. But it was a it was a it was a very good fun game. But Total Annihilation is a great game, and there are very very few great RTSs, and they come out very infrequently. And I I'm not sure we've had one since then. I mean, I certainly have not gotten into one as much. That doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, there even it had successors. Uh, Kingdoms was terrible, but we all knew that. Um, Supreme Commander him? was was the was like the kind of unofficial sequel to it, and that was good. But I never got like because I, Supreme Commander came out when I was already in the workforce, so like I was past the time where I could easily play with my high school friends. So I think this this, this is probably kind of like you know you you only think the music that you liked when you were a teenager is the best music, and everything that came after that sucked. Mostly because at the time you had. Like that was the music you were discovering, kind of like with an adultish mind for the first time, and you were forming your own taste, and you had all this time to just listen to music and do nothing else because back then everything sucked. There was no, you know, Facebook or anything. Actually, maybe that was better. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> regardless, uh, you know, there probably have been better RTS games that have come out since TA, and I just haven't noticed them. Um, but I, I don't think I'll ever recapture that again. And the problem is, you know playing a, an RTS game that shines on lands and that's a PC game, not a console game, uh, that that's kind of like playing high school football. Once you're out of high school, like you can't really ever get together and do that very easily again. You know, like it's like, the, it's the kind of activity. It's like, that's a one, like I was in marching band too. It's another thing. I, I loved mar- being a marching band, but like you're once you're out of school, that's out it. Join a marching band. Right. Like there is, like there is 35. no like Westchester County marching band for 32 year olds. Like that's, and I don't <laughs> think I God should join not. one. Yeah. I don't think I would want to be in one or rather I shouldn't be in one. Even, even if there was one, They're, they probably have a Facebook group if they do exist. <laughs> yeah, that would I don't have to use Facebook. <laughs> well, I mean, like my game during that same era of my life was uh, StarCraft, and I played the hell out of that game. You know, I played it all the time with my friends. I played it. I played through the whole campaigns. I I did the whole thing. But you know, I don't have the same nostalgia for it. I just that's because it isn't, it isn't as good of a game. Probably not because I just don't feel that love for it. But at the time, it was all i played you know i played well, that see, all the time Battlenet. we did like you know the lurker d and all that kind of thing you know. <laughs> so <laughs> lag like it just i played that game so much and it's just it's not in it's not in my top five see to me starcraft you know when starcraft came out of actually a few months after total, total annihilation did uh if, if i remember correctly it was it was shortly afterwards and one of the big problems ta had in the market was that it required a very high-end computer when it came out Almost nobody had a computer powerful enough to run it at the time it came out, and within you know two years that wasn't a problem anymore. But uh, that two during that two years, StarCraft came out and had way lower system requirements. StarCraft because TA was actually rendering everything in software rendered 3D. Uh, it, it was except for the land, but all the units and everything, everything was was actually 3D uh, before 3D cards could really accelerate that. So everything was done in software, 
And Starbucks, uh, Starcraft, sorry, Starbucks is also terrible. Um, <laughs> Starcraft was a, a purely 2D game. Uh, everything about it was 2D, and, and it, it showed. Um, and, and I think, and Starcraft, so not only was it way easier on the hardware at the time, so it was more accessible to people, um, but it was also just an easier, simpler game. There were way fewer units. You were dealing with much smaller numbers of units in battles. Like in TA, you would frequently have battles that, that included... 400 units see and when i was playing i never even heard of ta and as a little secret this is the first time revealed to marco the reason i got into starcraft was because my dad brought it home and i thought it was neat so i was was expecting something way worse yeah that's really not that big (laughs) of a revelation but yeah my dad started playing it first (laughs) and yeah took that over so yeah i i think starcraft I, I was never that into it, so I can't really judge that accurately. But I would I would ballpark it as being of similar quality as Command and Conquer Generals, which is it's a good game and it's fun, but it's not necessarily maybe a great game. Now, didn't we play Civ three together? No, we played Rise of Nations. That's right. Yeah, was, is Rise that, of Nations. That's the one where like you slowly advance through the years and your yeah. armies get better, and like at first yeah. you're on horses and then you have tanks. And yep, yeah. yep, yep. Okay. Rise of Nations, because it, it was kind of like a, a follow-on to the Age of Empires games. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we enjoyed playing that. You tried to get me to play TA, and I just couldn't I couldn't love it with you. So Yeah, well, and, and by that time, like, like, me and all my friends were complete TA experts. And when you're playing with a bunch of experts as the newbie, it's not very fun. No. You know, and TA, and TA unlike StarCraft, TA also has a, a much higher learning curve, because there are so many more unit types, and everything, you know, the tech tree is way bigger, and everything, just everything's bigger, and... and just has has a, a bit more of a learning curve to it, so that's why TA didn't do as well in the market as StarCraft. That and the and the system requirements being way higher. Uh, but I still maintain that you know, I mean, chess has a learning curve. Doesn't make it a bad game. <laughs> you know? Also, all those games they're not very good watching games. You know, like all no. of, all of my top games are great watching games because yeah. it's it is they have stories and it's like watching a movie. So if you're just sitting with someone playing a video game and you're the watcher, you know. Which I actually love watching people play video games. It's pretty just fun. not that kind. Um, yeah, just not a, uh, uh, you know, things like TA and StarCraft. It's just who wants to see? It's just not fun. Yeah, there's no story. It's all about the battles. And right. It's personal. It's too personal. Exactly. There was even um, I, I was reading this article uh, a couple months ago about. Uh, it was like it was like the the German board game designers that keep making all these great German board games that we all love, um, like Settlers of Catan and Puerto and Puerto Rico and stuff like that, Agricola, um, or however that's pronounced. I'm sorry, and uh, you know all these games and and they they share a lot of the same qualities of like what makes a, a game fun or not fun. And there was some like big ranking and like Monopoly was ranked as one of the least fun games. And honestly. Monopoly gets a bad rap. I, I I was an expert Monopoly player for like two years in middle school. It's so unfun playing with Marco because he's so serious <laughs> with Monopoly. <laughs> well, Monopoly gets a bad rap because the number one complaint people have about it is that it's takes too, too long. long. The reason it takes too long is because you have to wait until everybody goes bankrupt. And the way people think they're making the game easier and more fun for their family is they have these house rules that inject money into the game. Like, oh, if you land on free parking, you get $500 or whatever. Like, all these like these rules that add money to the game. And if you're adding money and you're waiting for everyone to go bankrupt, then it's going to take longer. So all the house rules that supposedly make Monopoly easier make it longer. 
And so if you actually play by the rules, it doesn't take as long. But anyway. Oh, yeah. It only takes four hours instead of eight. It does not take four hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if you're playing with people who already know how to play the game and don't take forever to make their turns, you can complete a Monopoly game in like an hour and a half. What's your Monopoly piece? Wait, let me try and guess. Uh, the race car? Of course. Yeah. All right. What's yeah. my Monopoly piece? Hmm. Mm. If you were playing today? If I'm playing always. Maybe the thimble? Oh, yeah. I forgot about the thimble. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know the pieces. <laughs> Did I just change your piece? No. I guess I have two favorite pieces. <laughs> awesome. I have a backup strategy the uh, backup piece in case you know right in case somebody takes it or well, some like, kid I lost like, it. Well, like I like the pieces that um I can interact with while fiddling. So uh mm. you know, just like I like games where you can easily stack the pieces. I like <laughs> I like the iron because it has the little handle and I like the thimble because you can put it on your finger. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All the other pieces you can't really interact with them. Yeah, or like the ones like like the the horse statue that just like falls over so easily. Yeah, that one stinks. Or the Scotty or... dog; those those both fall the over. The Scotty too dog's easily. adorable, and but it's very highly contested. So I just rather stay out of that fight. <laughs> and even though it's very much domestic Betty of me to, uh, you know, like the thimble and the iron, even though I hate ironing, Marco did all the ironing. Was uh, you have a nice fancy iron that you just yeah, wished that's... for at Christmas? That's for large amounts of fabric, uh... not for like ironing clothes. Well, you don't have to worry about my wardrobe now. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Nothing to do except for replace no. your shirts. Exactly. Which I do. <laughs> Which you do. So I literally do nothing. <laughs> Online shopping is wonderful. So going back to Monopoly and, and what the reason I brought <laughs> that up. We're talking about video games. Yeah. No, no. The reason I brought that up is because like they, there was this article. I'll have to link to it for the show notes for the show that isn't a real show. And uh, there was some article. It was saying like, you know, what makes games fun and everything. And one of the principles that makes games less fun is if one player can have like a pretty clear victory early on and like you everyone kind of knows like that person's probably going to win but you but like everyone has to play it through anyway that is less fun right and also uh, one of the less fun things is if there's player elimination in mid game so like if someone it, like officially loses the game but then the game doesn't actually end for the other players for a while, like Monopoly, if you go also bankrupt, you're out. Also less fun. That is all true. Exactly. So you can look at, at video games, and, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of the multiplayer games have these similar problems. Yeah, like so when like, you're playing, like, um, the Bond games, and one yeah. person dies, and then you're like, well, I'll go get a drink, I guess. Well, the, well the, <laughs> yeah, you just respawn. Oh, don't you? Oh, that's yeah. right. No, like deathmatch games are, don't have this problem. Like the, the team-based games have a very slight version where it's like. But you aren't know, there some that like give you like a, a delay where like you have to wait to get back into it and like. Yeah, but that's a really it's a really short delay usually. It's it's not a, it's not a, it's not significant. Like you might have to wait for your whole team to die or something, but you're you're waiting maybe thirty seconds to two minutes. You know, you're not you're not waiting hours. Then what Whereas, games like, am I thinking of that like you just totally get knocked out? Well, in lots of games. I mean, but the reason I brought this up is like RTSs have this problem where like they have they have both these problems where it, you can often often very early on it's very clear if one person's going to win and they ha- like they have such a commanding lead that's so obvious to the, to the other players but you just kind of have to wait until they come around and kill you all that's no good and also if you're playing a, a an RTS round with more than one other person so if there's if there's more than two players in a game and you're the guy who gets killed right you know in the middle no of rush no rush right yeah <laughs> if you're well, the kind of person 10 who 10 year olds that rush your base right. and kill you with like three zerg and that's it over. right and that's so so that so that makes them less fun with if you if you if you die first and have to sit around waiting for your friends to finish the game before you play the game and then online as you just mentioned like 
the reason I see I only ever played RTS games with my friends. Ah, uh, yeah. Other people online are total right. Like play, like there are certain certain game types can tolerate like big mismatches in skill and have it not be totally unfun for everybody else. And sometimes it involves like you know giving the people who are less skilled a bonus stuff, like like Mario Kart does, like the, the rubber banding they call it of like mm-hmm. keeping the like artificially keeping the players closer in the game. Uh, but like an RTS doesn't have that, and so like every time I tried to play an RTS online. I would go into, you know, some lobby or something and start a game with some people and I would just, I would die within like five minutes. Because like, they would, you know, they, these are people who were like really advanced players who knew all like the, the special build order to optimally come and rush people as soon as possible. And I mean, the same thing happens for first person shooters too, though. You go online and they yeah. just like blow your head off the second you walk out and that's it. Like, it's over. I feel like with first person shooters though, like you have you at least have a chance to like get one shot off sometimes. Ugh, and trust and me, the have rounds you played are so with the most shorter. recent thirteen year olds, they are brutal. Oh yeah, the kids these days they're too good oh, at games. Oh my gosh, they are too good at games. Well it's, <laughs> I loved uh The Last of Us, so I tried to play it online for like two seconds and oh, forget it. Oh, it was over. They were like, You're ruining our team, you're dead and that's it. And I was like, I am so out of my league. <laughs> I'm yeah, just see, gonna this, go back to my quiet living room. <laughs> maybe this is part of why I, I stopped really playing games as an adult because, like, my friends, are, my friends who I used to play games with in college and high school, they're all out, you know, different states, different things. They have jobs, they have kids, whatever. Like, so, well, none of them have kids, but this they is have why jobs. you would love Journey, John. Shout out to you. <laughs> Journey's great Journey. online because you don't have to really interact with anyone because no one can kill you. <laughs> well, and this is uh, this is part of the reason why, like, these days, if I'm going to play a game at all. I really care more about either either like a casual game that you can just play with anybody you know, like letterpress, like you know, turn based, like you know, intellectual games that are not that not that hard, you know, for people like not that big of a skill gap it becomes a problem there. Uh, so you know, things like letterpress or uh, games that have really good single player modes that I don't, I never even even either isn't a multiplayer mode or I don't need to play it to really enjoy the game. I think I think games like draw something where people's vastly different skill levels make it even better because yeah. someone who can draw amazing makes it fun because they can draw amazing. And then someone who draws awful makes it fun because it's <laughs> hilarious how awful people draw things. But yet you can still guess what it is. Exactly. <laughs> is that exactly. game still around? Didn't they sell for like a gazillion dollars? to somebody that was a good story so so we know the guy charles who who yes, uh, charles, charles foreman who was the the founder of uh he used to originally have the best it was called stories. i'm in like with you oh my god he <laughs> oh my god he's a character if you're listening charles you are great he's not listening <laughs> but anyway um yeah no that was a good story actually so so there, there was this company called i'm in like with you that first was some kind of like like dating game and then he, it was, and it was all flat. It was this big flash game for, for the web browser. Cause this was, this was all before, this was a couple of years before the iPhone. This was like 2006, 2007. Yeah. Right in the um, beginning of Tumblr. We used to yeah, go out to like dinner with him. Yeah. Yeah. So it was this big flash game. He very quickly discovered that, uh, rather than like scoring these points that you could use for dating purposes, uh, which is what it originally was, he discovered that just making, making casual flash games was way easier to get people to care about it and use it, and there was way more money in that. So, this, so first the site pivoted into that, and so even though it was called "I'm in like with you," it was just these these like stupid games that had nothing to do with dating. And eventually, <laughs> and it, tons and tons and tons of stupid games, right? Didn't tons, have a whole of, yeah. bunch of them. It was like like you know how like <clears throat> most of the first games for the Wii were like collections of mini games 
Charles's stuff put that to shame. Like there would be so many of these things. Like oh man. Anyway, and then so he, it was renamed OMG Pop, and that's what it was for a while. And then one of the games they made for that for that site that was just a collection of Flash games. One of the games they made uh, eventually, whether I, and I don't I don't know whether it was Flash first or not, but was uh, Draw Something. So you and you can tell because it. it looks so like fun. it looks like a casual Flash game. It's like Hangman for drawing. Yeah, like it, it just it looks like it was made by Flash developers because it was. And it plays like a casual Flash game because it basically is. So that came out and his company was basically in shambles at this point as far as I know. I, I don't have any inside info because we stopped talking to him. You know, we, we just stopped seeing him. Because we moved out of the city. We stopped seeing everybody in the yeah, city. Yeah, so we, you know, I haven't talked to Charles Foreman in, since 2006, I think, but... Uh, but from what I've heard, his company was really like in shambles, and and they happened to have this one game draw something that was taking off like crazy on the iPhone and iPad, and right at the peak of that game, when it was as big as it could possibly be, Zynga bought their company for like a gajillion dollars for some massive <laughs> amount of money. Zynga <laughs> bought the whole company, which was in shambles, and then <laughs> and it turned Zynga out, dollars. and it turned out Zynga bought them literally at the peak of draw something like the game started plummeting in usage because you know it, it, it was a fad <laughs> so right after the game was bought but everyone it played dropped. it for like three days like everyone played it yeah every like even my dad was playing it and we were would laugh hysterical about everyone's drawings it was oh yeah so everyone fun. was playing it but then it just dropped like a rock and this would be a terrible story for the person who bought it if it wasn't zynga who's just evil like so n- nobody ever should feel any sorrow for zynga for anything so it's great like it's 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 like if Bin Laden got ripped off in a deal. Like you, like nobody nobody thinks badly of that. You just compared Zinka to Bin Laden. I mean, you know they're not they're not that bad, but <laughs> but they're 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 not good people. You know, like they're you know that was obviously hyperbole, but Zinka <laughs> Zinka is not good people. So nobody cares if uh, if Zinka gets a bad deal. So anyway, anyway, your number two though. game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was guessing it'd be Tetris. I think if if I had to pick a game that was the best game in the world, I would say Tetris. But I haven't played Tetris in a very long time because I used to play it like crazy on my graphing calculator in school. Uh, but the problem is that I Tetris really requires a D-pad and buttons, and I I really have not had devices that have those things that can play Tetris for a long time. Uh, at least you know that that have a version of Tetris for them. Like you know I guess we, you know we have the PS3, but that's I don't think there's a good Tetris version on it, but the so, last time you played Tetris might have been on our NES uh, on the emulators upstate, or on the emulators. Yeah, right. I think it was, it was on on the emulators, but even that was with the gamepad. So anyway, Tetris on phones is terrible. Uh, Tetris on iPads, yeah, same thing. You know, all, all these all these great games really require a D pad and buttons and just suck on a touchscreen. So, so do you even have a number two game? I have a whole bunch of games that would that would all be like number four. <laughs> but like I don't like I don't if that makes sense like so you go from one to four but like, no I, two like, or three you know I, I would put Moonbase Commander up very high I wouldn't the put ga- it the game of the year that nobody played is that what it was it, it was it was <laughs> the best game nobody played of 2002 according to GameSpot <laughs> I don't even know if GameSpot still exists I don't think it does good shooting Tex exactly you're dead on so <laughs> Moonbase Commander would definitely be up there but again that's a game where that plays best on a LAN, and it and you can't really play it like to public people on the internet. It's yeah, no but that, fun. it doesn't matter how you play it. It's it's right. your favorite game, regardless of 
ease of recreating. Like, this is just fantasy here. Yeah, I mean... You place the collector directly on the energy pool. Yeah, like, I would definitely play Moonbase Commander. Like, I would love to play that again. Why haven't we played that together? Well, because it requires windows. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's it's too much of a pain in the ass to set that up. Like... I mean, we both have good computers that could run it, but then you have to either set up a virtualization thing, which doesn't really work that well with most games, or set up boot camp, which is even more of a pain in the ass uh, and takes up even more space, but at least works better. Well, now that we instantly have, you know, dozens of listeners, someone out there should make a iPhone version and we or iPad version we could play. Well, that's the best Very thing. Easy. Somebody bought the rights to Moonbase Commander a couple of years ago because Atari was the owner of it, the big publisher Atari, not like the old game. I mean, eventually. Anyway, um, and they had this big auction where they sold off all their like crappy properties nobody wanted for almost no money. And this was one of them. I actually considered putting in a bid, but... Really? Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about buying the rights to Moonbase Commander. the rights Commander. to Moonbase Commander? Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't get, I didn't well, get far enough to talk about it. Remember when we dig around like, the GameStop bins looking for it? Like, yeah. <laughs> in the malls? <laughs> yeah. Because it was, only, it was only ever like five bucks. Like, I, I'm pretty sure it was released directly into the $5 bin. Like, it, <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> it's made for TV movie. Gotta, yeah. Exa- or no, released directly to video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the, it, it was like the direct-to-video equivalent. It was like just released into the $5 bin. I mean, and, I would love to hear from anyone else who played this game because it really is quite fun. <laughs> was, well, and, the first time you played it, was I with you? We we played it no, together. No, it was it was in Mark's apartment in Ohio. Anyway, yeah. Oh, just, so you but you showed it to me and then yeah, yeah. It, I showed it to you soon afterwards. Yeah, and we played it together a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, liked I mean, because it, it it's it, it's a great game for five bucks. And so anyway, so a company I forget the name. A company bought the rights to Moonbase Commander like you know a year and a half ago or two years ago. And they, they tweaked it a little bit to, to run basically on modern systems and without a disc, and they released it on Steam. So you can you can go buy it right now on Steam. I think I think it's five bucks still. But you can or still something. only play it on Windows. Exactly, that's Ugh. the problem. There's still no Mac version, and it does virtualize okay until like Parallels or whatever. It's one of those like it virtualizes okay, but it's not great. Like there's some mouse issues, and it's just what it it needs to be modernized and i think it would make an amazing turn-based ipad game yeah because like all you have to do is like you know touch where you want the things to land and yeah. how much it, it's very much like a scorched earth kind of quick yeah it's like it's a top-down view it's everything toggle. is turn-based there i mean there's an optional time limit but it doesn't really need to be time limited uh and you know and the the precision of the control Scrolling of a touchpad, around the map yeah i mean like so easy you could so easily do this uh well as easy as to make any game but it's and not the that landscape was really not complicated there's like some no. like you know globby looking pools and some mountains and that's about it yeah and and it was just images those weren't 3d models like that yeah, was, it was just, just images. All flat. yeah yeah so like you could you could totally do and it and the land was totally static too because no matter what you threw on it, it the stuff would just blow up with like a cheesy explosion right it, it would leave like a scorch mark behind but that's just a sprite that's being right on the top of the land like it was yeah it was no big deal uh, so yeah, you could totally do this game. You could probably even build it like with Sprite Kit in like I don't know, not that much time. I mean, you'd probably spend more time on the artwork than you would on the engine. Uh, and, and nowadays, now there are all these physics engines. Like game developers can just add a physics engine to things, and like it, it does collision detection for you. It does the the ballistics. I mean, even all just this finding stuff. the textures would be like three dollars. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I mean, you, you could have just to spend that much, like or, any money getting it done. And oh, and like fashion, like fashioning games has changed since then. You could just do it like desert golfing style, where like you just have everything just be the the shittiest version it could look. Like everything's just like you know flat colors and lines and low resolution. Oh, you'd need a little make bit it, of like moon texture. Come on. Well, make it eight bit. Then it'll sell it crazy. Make it make it look like a, a crappy old NES game with you know very big pixel art. 
And that's it. That's all you, you know, need to do. No, I think it, it's way cooler because it looks more like F-Zero kind of styling. Like with that like blobby space <laughs> kind of. Well, but, but I think it, it does. looks like zoom. That's what that's it looks true. like. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think it looks a little bit dated though because like everything in 2002 looked like that. Right. So it would be a cool 2002 retro game. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> everyone Doesn't everyone say like, wow, this looks so 2002. I love it. I, I think 2002 is a little bit too close to have any retro fans. No one's like, man, I, I wish I could play this on a zip disc right now. It's like the pastels of the 90s decorating. Like no one no one's into that anymore. Right. Because it was too soon. It's too soon. Even zip discs. Those, that's, that was earlier. Yeah. It's like more like 2002 is more like. We saved my or yearbook on zip drives. Yeah. This was more like, you know, the, the, the peak of CDRs. You know, like DVDR wasn't really out yet. CDRs were. Yeah, anyway. So I would put Moonbase Commander somewhere around number four with everything else around number four. So Moonbase Commander doesn't even rank number three above your other number fours? I don't know. I, well, I don't know what the other number fours are. Wow. I mean, I actually... I would oh, put... oh, I know, I know, I know. What about, um, uh, what was the game we bought the PlayStation for? The one game. Oh, like Wipeout. The... Yeah. Yeah, Wipeout. But but which one? Like I don't know, your favorite. This is all about you, hon. I th- the one I spent the most time playing was the PS2 version that I bought for your roommate's PS2 in college. I never, mm-hmm. I never actually owned a PS2. Yep, you bought it for my roommate's PS2. Yeah, we his sat roommate on had a PS2. Bags, played it. Yeah, and so I bought a PS2. We drank I, a lot of Kool Aid that year. Why yeah, did that we was do weird. That? Like literal, like not like joining a cult. Like we actually drank Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, we were so into it. It wasn't it was maybe but it because wasn't, we were allowed to because we were in college and we were adults and we could make decisions. That's mostly it. It, it wasn't actual like Kool-Aid. eating maraschino cherries. It was like it was like crystal light or something no it was, some it was other... actual kool-aid no it was and we brand. made it in the nalgene bottles before yeah. they were nalgene bottles anyway so <laughs> <laughs> we drank kool-aid and played uh this, this is our gaming podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> i already forgot the name what was it uh do we have a name no no not of our podcast of the game we were just talking about uh, wipeout wipeout yes yeah so we were talking about wipeout i believe fusion i think that was the one for ps2 but you love that game isn't that even like the nostalgia of playing that it's a really Anywhere fun racing game, but four. I don't think it's even that high. <laughs> it's below all your... It's a game I remember playing tons with you. It's still not even I that might high. put that around like, you know, 10, 15. I don't know. So, yeah, I think our conclusion is your top game is TA, which also happens to be my initials, um, bef- even before we were married. And second is monopoly which has no, nothing to do with video that. games and not what i said your third is nothing and your fourth is a whole bunch of other stuff yeah so basically <laughs> basically what i what i've what i've decided is that i'm a terrible gamer as i always have been and that i might have a number one game a bunch of number four games only one of which i could actually name and then a number 10 or 15 game no you may named a couple we have Moonbase commander yeah we have uh wipeout put- no, I, that was the one I said was like ten or fifteen. Uh, ten or fifteen? It just dropped, dropped like ten ranks right there. No, that's no, I said that. And then you said four. I did. <laughs> we can listen to the recording. Also in the fours, I would put uh, one of the Worms games, one of the two D Worms right. games. And that's when we were we were on the couch having this conversation. I'm like, we mm-hmm. should totally record this, and we should totally talk about Worms because we played Worms together a lot. And it is fantastic and fun. Oh yeah, I mean, and worms like talk about it's like the game. The game time forgot. <laughs> right, like worms, you can play it with a controller or with a touchscreen. Doesn't matter. Works and either way. And it's adorable. It's adorable. It's it's accessible for people, even if they're not very good at games normally. Uh, you can, and one of the biggest things you can play at hot seat. 
like you don't each person doesn't need their own device or console or or controller or or you know computer Perfect for young couples yeah like you can <laughs> you can just like you can gather four people around a computer or an xbox and you can play worms and it's great it's a lot of fun they they, they had they had a bad time with the 3d transition though uh yeah once it once the weapons started getting really complicated it, it, they ruined it it was yeah. so great just having it was fun naming your worms and having a hilarious oh, yeah. team marco's favorite favorite kill was the prod absolutely which, uh, of course because i'm a smart ass just go over and prod a worm and off they go and that was because well, the prod what makes the prod so great it's horrible to die from the prod exactly what makes the prod so great <laughs> is that it is really insulting because it's like I could have I could have killed you in in a much bigger way with a holy be. hand grenade with what was it ray, uh, exploding sheep there were so many grand even, even wonderful ways like, to kill somebody in that game and you just walk over and you poke them and yeah. they they die <laughs> like it's like I'm gonna put no effort into this whatsoever and you're gonna die like that's it's that's it's the master insult it's just like boop that's it you, that's it you're dead <laughs> it is the best anything you could do to kill somebody with a prod I I would go to ridiculous lengths to do. <laughs> or like in the very the sudden death when everyone has won after like all the toxic the neurotoxin falls from the sky yep. and uh, you just need to like slink on over get your steps in and then uh prod exactly dead but it's hilarious when you miss the prod <laughs> and that's the that's worst. the risk you take right and like that that's why when you when you succeed it is so great because you are taking a pretty big risk of embarrassing yourself by trying it but man, it's so great. Yeah, so, and I remember the the one we played was Worms World Party, which mm-hmm. is very similar to Worms Armageddon, but with a couple more things added. So, Worms Armageddon was the one that most people had played at the time. Uh, Worms World Party was the one that I had, and it was it was just great. Uh, and actually, I actually even had Worms One on my four eighty six. Uh, Worms One was great. Uh, but anyway, yeah, not all, not only the gameplay, but the process of setting up your team and everything. It just it oh, made yeah. it so personal. It was funny. It was cute. You could be as creative as you wanted to be and yeah marco always picked the soul man voices get on up (laughs) yeah it was great i mean that and again it was accessible it was fun it had very low system requirements and you could it had hot seats you could play with everyone around one computer i mean that's a great game it has been years since we played that and could we could we play that again we are discussing how moonbase commander could be played again but where could we play worms well there they have like the worms franchise is still going and they have these games available for ipad and everything but really they have really terrible reviews everyone says like Mm. they crash all the time like it seems like so many so many of these big awesome old game franchises many of them are still around today but they're terrible. Like Sim City. Is I was going to say Sim Tower. Remember when that came to iPad? Yeah, we were all excited. That Sim Tower's coming. Sim Tower's coming. And then it just wasn't that good. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And and Sim City. I haven't actually played the new Sim Cities yet. But from the reviews I've read, uh, it seems like everyone thinks similar things about it. Which is like, you think it's going to be one thing, and it's just it just doesn't capture the spirit of the old one. I mean, I didn't even like Sim City Four to be honest. I, I was a Sim City. Uh, one, two, and three thousand person myself, but so even Sim Cities don't make the list. They're still on number four, I, no, or lower. I would I would say Sim City three thousand, uh, which is the one I had the most time. Well, I had I had a lot of time with one, two, and three, but three thousand I think was the best uh, Sim City that was made. And you, I, I would group that in with the fours with oh, my number fours. Like all the I would, fours. <laughs> yeah, that's that when would you, be one of them. When you Worms play Sim World City Party, one, would be one of them. Sorry. And uh, what else would be? Yeah, I mean. Tetris, Tetris, number two. I don't know. TA, 
some stuff, and then, you know, Tetris, Worms. <laughs> Your two and three are the dark times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just can't figure it out. Now, when Half-Life you play... two, I, I, I would yeah, add, you put ha- that in there. I would put. I would say Half Life Two would be in the fours also because it was just such a such a great game, especially That's at the cool. time. Uh, but yeah, put that in there for sure. We were also talking about how we tried to do a speed run through Half Life Two. Oh yeah, a, it, it's was... a fun because it, it's fun. It, you know, if you're actually serious about speed runs. I imagine it would be a lot of work to keep up with them and try to do them and just very tedious work to try to beat your times and everything. If you, But if you're like us, you don't normally do speed runs. To do one every so often is really fun. It's hilarious just trying to outrun everything, not pick up any kind of power-ups, don't open any crates, just book it. Just, yeah, just run over just everybody haul- with the vehicles. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, that, was, that was a get lot of nothing, fun. Get none of the extras, explore nothing. <laughs> move, move, move. Keep your head down. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, what else? I mean, I, I've enjoyed a lot of games. Desert Golfing, I think I, I might put in uh, top 10 somewhere. Uh, not not in two or three. Maybe in the fours, maybe See, not. It's a little young to... We're just talking top four here. We're not even going. I know, it's a little, it's a little young like for me to say. Really padding up that four spot right yeah, there. I mean, uh, yeah. There, you I got mean, nothing, man. You nothing. I don't. I, I don't have a lot of great, like, I have a lot of games that I played and had fun at the time. Like like I said, like mm-hmm. CNC Generals is, is a great example of that. I played it. I had a lot of fun at the time, but I would never like take the time right now to go set up a system to play that again. Like it would never be worth that time to me. No, not even worth the time. Like think this is this is fantasy land because it doesn't matter how much time or how many people it requires to play your favorite game. We're we're just talking. And let's say you have an entire day where you have to play games, <laughs> and you have to play four of them. What's the first one you would play? If, I mean, if I have my friends, I'm playing. Yeah, it doesn't. Let's just say everything's magically in place for you to play your favorite game in any kind of configuration that you would be happiest and most joyful playing. Yeah, so that's that's going to be TA Moonbase Commander. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe a racing game. So maybe maybe wipe so, out. So maybe Moonbase Commander out. is actually your number two. So we have TA first. It might be Moonbase Commander number two, Wipeout number three. And a whole bunch of other shit for number four. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say though. I wouldn't say Wipeout is my favorite game ever. But if I'm going to be playing, if I'm going to be playing multiplayer game, then like it, I want to build like a playlist of what I would play. You yeah, know, for it's kind a day. of like building a playlist of of your you know. Then your, yeah, your then I, then I would I would probably go <laughs> yeah I would go TA Moonbase, a racing game of some kind and a shooting game of some kind. But, I, I think that would be a good combo. But your favorite racing game of some kind seems to have been Wipeout. I think so. I mean, we had a lot of fun with Mario Kart, but uh, so is it Mario Kart or is it Wipeout? Well, see, I just I generally love the category of battle racing, racing with weapons. I think that's a lot of fun, and it, not always. Some of them have been pretty terrible, but for the most part, that that category is very fun, uh, and that's why Mario Kart's fun. That's why Wipeout is fun. The uh, new Mario Kart is not fun. Sorry, John Syracuse, it is not fun. We played yeah. it in his house and. I can't get into it. There's too much happening. There's too much happening. That's see, this is the problem. Like this is you get like some sort of weird spiral wings and hell of things and uh, oh God, gliders. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I just miss the days where you had little <laughs> balloons on the back of your car and you had to drive after each other and try and pop them. That super happy. <laughs> yeah, like I. It took it took us falling out of most of the modern gaming world, or at least took me falling out of most of that world before I realized how inaccessible it is. And may, I don't know if it's getting more inaccessible over time. Like if, if the walls are getting higher, 
or if it's just me getting older and further away from being in no, that No, as world. soon as Mario got 3D, it, it got crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I never, honestly, I never liked Mario World. I mean, like, I respected it. I mean, I mean the 3D Mario. I, I respected it as a game. Mario 64, that's it. I respected it as a game. It was a, it was a very good technical achievement, but I, n- I never wanted that game. I never wanted, like, I never wanted to really play it. Like, I, I enjoyed watching it when it was brand new and it was revolutionary, but I think 2D Marios were more fun. And if I would, if I was going to go back and play any Mario game right now, it would either be Mario 3 or Super Mario World. And neither of which are 3D. Yeah, I or agree. Or recent. That's the, going right back to the uh, kids these days with I know. their crazy music. Kids these days. They're crazy <laughs> 3D Mario games and 3D worms and Mario Kart that sucks. I know. Back when things were simpler. That's the thing. Like I, I, I feel like games have at least like you know like like the big name games like the AAA big name big budget games that are for PCs and consoles for fifty bucks like that that genre of game. In the time since that was a new thing, like in the eighties and nineties, and as games have come up they've they've added so much like there's so much more to them now they've just bolted on and bolted on like like microsoft office toolbars and buttons like they've just like bolted stuff on over time to just keep making the games better and better and and newer and more interesting to the people who already know them i feel like it's pushing out people who don't already know them because it's it's making the games way more complicated like you know, controllers these days have way more buttons on them than controllers did in the 90s and 80s. Um, systems can do way more. The games have way more features. There's all these different special moves and everything. And and not to say that games used to be easier necessarily, Let's but they used to be simpler. Moves. Let's talk about the special moves because in my top four list, I have at the very bottom, number four, is Dead Rising, which as soon as you stop playing that game, at least for me <laughs> and my amount of memory, it is impossible to get back into like i was playing dead rising 2 the one where you're stuck in the uh where are you stuck um (laughs) it doesn't matter some sort of crazy somewhere in the zombies crazy casino kind of thing um but i was almost done playing the game i maybe a couple missions from the very end and i had to stop i believe i might have had a baby or something but (laughs) i had to stop playing and i can never go back because i made it so far i i (laughs) I can't imagine, you know, playing through it again. I'm talking about the second one here without just, you know, kind of fucking around and killing zombies. That's that's super fun. But, you know, seriously playing through all the levels again, because the catalog of moves you have to remember in order to get back into it at that high level to continue on, it's just impassable. Like, I don't think I can remember the button combinations that I had to remember (laughs) when I was playing the game for like a week straight, you know, like. It, it's it's just over. I'm so glad I beat the first one in one shot because otherwise I don't think I could go back and play it, even though it is one of my favorite games. And I, I, I just love the, the concept and the world that it created. I just, I don't, it's just not accessible to, to pick up in the middle of it where, you know, in certain games that have easier functionality and it's just like, you know, shoot, you have some weapons and, and you just do it. Or games like Marco, you know, like uh, Tetris or something where it's just kind of a... You know, like more casual game. Yeah, yeah, more casual gaming that it's easy to love and easy to jump in and out of. Um, you know, some of the more complex ones, it's, whew, it, it's rough. I don't know how people play things like uh, Street Fighter. What was the one? Like, uh, is it Street Fighter? Yeah, Street Fighter, Fighter yeah, the, the, yeah. Yeah, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. 
Well, that's and compared to something like Dead Rising, that's trivial. Like mm-hmm. that's simple. <laughs> or was the uh, Final Fantasies? Those I can never get into either because yeah, there's a lot. There's of... just so many like move, combo, potion, jumping, spinning. This thing like. Well, even Zelda has that stuff though. Well, again, Zelda's another one. You have to like yeah. sit and play through it and like have that catalog of knowledge. But if you let it lapse for. Uh, you know, a couple months, a year, two years, you can't just like jump back into a game and be like, all right, now I'm going to beat this. You know, you, you had to have just done it. Yeah, that's true. You can't give up in the middle if you plan on finishing. I, I mean, to some degree, I would say the GTA games are like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like it's not quite the same because like the moves aren't as complicated, but it's very similar. But you like, memorize maps. Like you can't yeah. remember them. You're like, how did I get here to that place and this place? Like you have to play a lot to remember the map in order to get around really fast. Exactly. And even then, as a GTA fan, I mean, you know, not GTA 1 and 2. Those, those were top-down 2D, which I actually played and enjoyed when they were out. Uh, which one did we play together? We played Vice City. Right. And we would uh, <laughs> we we kind of tag-team it where we would play a mission until we couldn't beat it anymore, and then we'd pass it off to the next person. No, it was just we would just switch off on death or being caught. That's what I mean, like up through missions. And then yeah, we, yeah. And once we got stuck on, on something, then we'd pass it off. And the next person would would be able to have it come at it with like fresh eyes and, and do it, and then we yeah, pass yeah. that mission. And then once that person got stuck on like maybe five missions after that, we'd switch again. That was great. We had a lot of fun. But even then, like I would not go back and play Vice City again now. But we never finished it because it was on your friend's Xbox. Right, we never finished it, and it, it was my friend's Xbox, and he had to go home for the summer because we hit the end of the. And the, so the we don't year. have our saved game, so there's no yeah. way I'm going to start over. Right, like, and then like you know, I later got my own Xbox and a copy of Vice City, and just never played it because we didn't want to restart the whole save game, and like, I don't know, like, like to me now looking at games like that, they just seem like work. Like, I don't want to play that game because it just seems like a bunch of work to me, like, in a bad way. Work where you don't really accomplish anything. (laughs) And then you're like, yeah. And nobody says anything. Everyone's like, you're a loser. And not to mention, and, you know, and part of the problem with those games, it's like, it's kind of like when you, when, when, like, you're a college freshman and every other word that you say is a swear word because you can finally swear without your parents being up your butt constantly. <laughs> so like you think swearing is really cool for a, a couple of years and then you realize it's just like, okay, this is a tool to be used sometimes, but it's not that cool. And I think GTA kind of has that where it's like when it first came out, it was like, oh my God, you can like pick up hookers in a car and drive over people and stuff. <laughs> and it was this like really cool thing when you're in college. And now as an adult looking at this, I'm just like, that's kind of gross like i don't i don't really want to be playing yeah. that <laughs> it's like oh here let me help you get that change off the floor <laughs> like, yeah like I'll now I'm so- oh i'm sorry i took your car <laughs> I'm an yeah like here take your wallet at least like i don't want to be a dick about it like it, it just like now i'm sorry prostitute i'll pay you now instead of killing you <laughs> yeah. do you take square <laughs> <laughs> oh i love our 20 minute podcast this is great yeah <laughs> So yeah, I, I I couldn't I I can't enjoy games like that anymore. Like I, I feel like I feel like it would be like going back and visiting high school. Like I just feel like I'm too old to do that. Yeah, I can't really play games where I'm a thug to real people. Yeah, Z- zombies it's different. You got to survive. It's brutal. Yeah, and I, and I can't play like realistic war games because no, I don't like, like realistic war. War games. is terrible. In Even real as life a game and... watcher, I can't watch people play realistic war games. No, it's I just I don't get it. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I'm I'm not into sports games. I'm not into no. uh, RPGs. So like or MMOs, 
So there's really there's not that many game types out there that are still made in in reasonable quantities today that I really would would get into. And I think that I think that's just one of the reasons I'm not, I'm not a gamer right now is because like I fell out of it for a while and what's made now is either stuff I don't care about or stuff that seems impenetrably complex to me looking looking in from the outside. Yeah, and all the little like independent games that we have since like downloaded and played on Xbox and on um playstation they're just not they're not play again enough they're not they're not good enough to play again yeah and, they're, and they're a lot great of them are very when you good. play them they're great when you play them like limbo and i love that one um yeah, shadow complex yeah oh that's yep that's great. what i was thinking yeah. of. shadow complex is really good braid was so hard we never got anywhere yeah we weren't it. smart enough to get that you got you got a lot further than i did i did but, but it just oh i'm very stuck and i will never become <laughs> unstuck at the level i am stuck at yeah we're just never gonna go it back just to broke it. my brain like i was like okay i get this i get this time traveling physics backwards do that okay and then it's like uh, oh i don't know it just shut down it shut it hit my wall <laughs> my yeah. smart wall was just smacked into and i braid just died <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't like those games we i think we like them a lot because they were like older games like braid mm-hmm. is like mario world on crack <laughs> and Ooh. shadow complex is really just metroid but done with modern graphics and stuff mm-hmm. so it was like these like these are you know old game types that are kind of you know and the way we played them too was kind of fun like we we would be on the couch together playing them and and one of us would have the controller and the other one would be like "Ooh, try that way or oh mm. i saw that little secret thing so we were kind of like backseat driving each other with the game but we liked that it was fun it was it was cooperative it was yeah it was a good time it was like our little date night was playing little games like that exactly and and that like i would love for to like to find more games like that but there there just aren't that many like we started playing limbo like that but then i ended up finishing it yeah i, was, I wasn't i didn't i didn't get that into limbo I liked you were it. More it was into creepy it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the weird creepy little it's kid. really gross everything. it's really gross it's so yeah. creepy i love it you just kind of squish on everything because <laughs> 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 you have that ragdoll physics where it's just like ooh, it just like runs down your spine exactly you the chills exactly <laughs> so anyway those are those are our games and um We've i think i have a, this huh I'm at least I'm the worst at this. <laughs> you are the worst at this, but I have a great name for our podcast. I thought about it while we were waiting for our dog to pee. Um, I think we should call it Top Four, and we should <laughs> talk about our favorite four things in pretty much any category whenever we're feeling like it. That sounds that sounds fine. Yeah, yeah, because I, like I think there's a lot of different things that we can discuss that we like and don't like because we're really good at that about having opinions. Very good at opinions. We're super good at opinions. I mean, no one's going to want to listen to this, though. Sure they will. No, not a chance. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll take a little Twitter poll. Or, uh, <laughs> I don't know, do they do that? Do you have, like, little... I'm sure there's a million different apps that nobody cares about to let you do that. Do you like us? Check yes or no. <laughs> if not, we can write one. That can that can be our next startup. Yeah. Will you go to prom with me? <laughs> I figured a more appropriate name would just be Tiff and Marco bull for a while. I mean, that's that could be the subtitle, but I think top four is pretty good because it focuses us to four things, even though we know we're going to be talking about 30 things. That's true. And we're probably going to be as good as, as I was at naming my top four video games. <laughs> uh, I picked my first one and my 22nd video. Did you name a top game. four? I did. It was um, 
Uh, <laughs> Half-Life 2. So no, 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 no. No. Portal. Right. Then Half-Life 2. Then The Last of Us. And then um, left, uh, Dead Rising. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. And, and those are my top based on how much fun I had playing them and how I, that I would um, love to play them again. So they'd be on my like, I have free time playlist. I, I would love to have the time to play them all again. Yeah. Man, I wish somebody would make a good RTS more often. <laughs> 